0: It's a good show. This land is your land, and this land is my
1: land, and the California. Hey. 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 I'm Lucas Neff. I'm Woody Guthrie. Hey, Woody. Um, I'm Barry Rothbart. Uh Barry's a, Barry's a, uh, uh, I've got nothing. What am I? This is you're great. You're great. Thank you're, you so you're, much. you're you're Woody Guthrie great. I appreciate it.
0: Uh-huh. We've got another amazing episode of Saving the World here.
1: This is we we don't sound as excited as we should about this episode because uh, it's very early in the morning. It's the earliest, it's
0: one of the it's earliest one episodes of the we've earliest we've ever recorded. We've ever
1: done. Um, but uh, th- I mean this is super exciting, Lucas. Do you want to explain yeah. who our guests? This is actually one of the most probably the most informative the,
0: episode I think this we've might be our had. most important episode ever. Informative, yeah. Informative and, and important. important. Yeah. Informative. Uh, informative uh, episodes. Uh, and most useful and benefic- uh, beneficial to you, the listener. We have as a guest today, Tippi Thole, who uh, you can read about in the Washington Post. Uh, she's a, a, a leading figure in the zero waste movement now. Uh, she started in 2018 a New Year's Resolution to reduce her waste impact and has now only with her family uh, creates about a mason jar, a tiny mason jar mason jar full of, of waste at the end of every week um, she has a website tiny dot com you can find her on instagram at tiny dot trash dot can and uh, she's basically a, we get into
1: everything you want yeah.
0: everything you want to know about how to stop Making trash.
1: Yeah, I know you have a lot of questions. Uh, obviously, you have a questions about toilet paper, but we'll get to that.
0: Yeah, uh, t- today will bidet the uh, day. We you do gave it, it away uh, a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, but there's a
1: million right. other things, and you will actually want to be zero waste after this. Yeah, I think I might be try and be. I, she definitely. She's. she's... Uh,
0: charismatic,
1: convincing, yes. and I- insightful, and informed,
0: and she makes an, an incredibly compelling case on easy ways that we can all uh, reduce the amount of waste we create mm-hmm. on the planet, and we need to because it's uh, it's getting bad out there. It's getting
1: bad out there. Oh, man. So stay inside and listen to the pod.
0: Yeah, while well, we go
1: outside and and smoke some <laughs> weed. <laughs> ok, let's smoke some weed let's and uh, and save the world. Listen, this land is your, your land. This land is my land. Saving the world. With Barry Rothbart and Lucas Neff.
0: Well, thanks so much. We don't want to. I don't want to waste your time. So uh, we sort of like are ha- happy to leap right into it. If you are, yeah, sure. Um, I I one. Uh, you know, amazing stuff you're doing uh, with the zero waste movement. Uh, when I was reading your article, uh, the article about you in the Washington Post, um, there was this quote that uh that you said that I thought was really interesting, and I was wondering if maybe you could explain it for us. You said uh, people maybe should focus on the importance of being as opposed to the importance of having. And I thought that you know, was a really interesting sort of sentence. Maybe it, you could... it
2: is. It actually it was something that Bea Johnson said, but that I wholeheartedly agree with. <laughs>
0: okay, so I've misattributed it to you. But uh, if you, maybe you could explain it anyway.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, there is sort of a... Uh, the zero waste movement, which I find it's it's funny that I've somehow become part of the zero waste movement, but it there's a lot of intersection with slow living um, and sustainable living, which means just sort of taking time to uh, appreciate things, to maybe make things yourself, which is really gratifying, um, and not being so quick to uh, go and try to buy something to address an issue. Uh, And in doing so, you end up spending your time and money on experiences and connection and not so much standing in line at a store.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Was there like an important moment that sort of clicked for you? Or have you always sort of lived this way?
2: No. I mean, this is relatively recent. Um, I started it as a New Year's resolution actually this year. But, uh, you know, prior to that, I'd always been what I thought was very conscientious. I always cared about the environment. I mean, since I was like in high school and heard about the hole in the ozone layer, I mean, I had been sort of just tuned into that and had done things along the way that uh, felt, you know, reasonable, that fit into my lifestyle. And, you know, uh, up until recently, you know, I was recycling everything that could be recycled. I composted, you know, I drove a hybrid car. I felt like I was doing everything that I could be doing. And I recently... Uh, I guess about a year ago, I learned about the plastic problem, which wasn't really on my radar. I heard a lot about climate change, but I didn't really hear about plastic per se as being um, a huge problem and sort of trash and waste management. And so that became, I became very sensitive to plastic after that. And I was working with my son's environmental club. I volunteer every week with their green club.
0: Oh, that's, that's really nice.
2: <laughs> and, and I feel like environmental education is like a really important way to get that message across. And so I have a great time working with the kids. And we were embarking on a zero-waste lunchbox project. So we were planning a week where... There'd be zero waste lunches. The kids would get like coupons if they brought a zero waste lunch box to school. And we were planning that with this small group of kids. And one of the kids said, well, you know, what if somebody, uh, you know, they have a granola bar, but they unwrap it and then put it in a, you know, reusable container. What if this, what if that? And I said, well, I guess we're just going to have to trust the kids. But, you know, I don't think that's really going to happen. And it was like the next morning I'm making my son's lunch And I'm realizing that I'm throwing away a bunch of plastic in the trash. You know, I'd finished off some cheese that I'd sliced up for him. I had uh, taken out a tortilla out of like a Ziploc bag. So, and I had, I think I'd unsealed, you know, like these, uh, sealed up in plastic cucumbers. And so I realized that in a way I was cheating, you know, if we were going to kind of yeah. use those rules and it really opened my eyes. I thought I was doing pretty well because his lunches, since he had started school, he's now going into fourth grade, but, uh, you know, they'd always been trash free. i never packed him like any sort of individually wrapped anything, but I realized I could be doing a lot better. And so, at that point, I kind of looked at my son and I said, uh, let's try to go zero waste at home and he was like, "Cool." <laughs>
0: so, wow. how old is your how old is your kid out of curiosity? He's uh, 8. Oh man. So young. This, these aren't like high school kids or like junior high. These are like uh, third and fourth
1: graders. I'm I'm asking mm-hmm. out of science, not curiosity. <laughs> uh, how old is your son? <laughs> he's
0: I was eight just years curious, old. yes.
1: I'm I'm curious what is the wh- what are some of the things when you were transitioning into zero waste that were the hardest to to give up or to do that you wouldn't expect because uh, you know, i I'm trying to you know, I gave up straws pretty much, which was like a huge achievement for me. Um, awesome uh, i'm I, I mean, my wife and I, she's more adamant about waste uh, for many years and and I'm now getting on board because uh, I don't know, my brain is just behind everyone else's for some reason most of the time. but um I'm trying my hardest too and you know it seems like eliminating packaging is what you immediately think of but I bet there's a lot of stuff that you probably wouldn't think of that's super hard or or that's a uh, a harder transition Yeah what are the tricky things
2: You know I would actually say that food packaging for me and I think for a lot of people is the hardest because uh, I mean you go into any grocery store and you know everything <laughs> is sealed up in plastic even like the bulk items, you know, that you're buying in little plastic containers. Oh, that's um, uh, Cheese, meats. And so I get a lot of questions like, how do you buy food? Because everything is in plastic. And then, you know, then you go beyond that to any sort of household goods. You know, oftentimes those are also wrapped in plastic. Uh, so I would say for me, food packaging was the biggie. And because I had already diverted a lot of my waste with composting, when I started, what I had left, it was like probably 75 to 80% of it was actually food packaging. And where I live in Montreal, uh, I was buying wow,
1: a lot of organic. Out. Montreal. <laughs> yeah, beautiful city. Just a beautiful, beautiful city. city. Really great. Beautiful
0: city. If you're in Canada, you. go, go to Montreal That's for sure. That's saying. Yeah, and if you're headed to Canada, head to Montreal. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> this isn't sponsored by Montreal, but yeah. A city it's, by the yeah. Bay, Montreal. <laughs> uh-huh. A great bay, but, too. Just a beautiful bay. Beautiful. Sorry, yes, continue, Tippy.
2: Yeah, so, you know, when I started this challenge for myself, food packaging made up about 80% of what was left in my trash can. And so that was the big uh, kind of gorilla in the room that I had to tackle. And so, mm. you know, I would say the first two or three weeks, just relearning how to shop, figuring out where I could go for certain things that we were used to eating, um, it meant going to stores I'd never been to before, doing a lot of research online to see who might have this or that, uh, learning how to shop zero waste, which means bringing my own containers to stores, figuring out which stores would one. let me do that, right. and then bringing my containers. So that, you know, but that was probably two or three weeks, and it actually became sort of like mission impossible. I felt like there was this dun 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 dun, dun, yeah. dun everywhere I went because it was like, an obstacle course. Like how do you avoid plastic? But I think once you get through that kind of pain period or transition period where you're doing a lot of learning, it then just becomes second nature. It just becomes the new normal.
1: You don't go to grocery stores. Is is that right? Um, Do you still go to grocery stores?
2: I do. And I figured out what I can still get them. So like the one grocery store that used to be my main grocery store, because it's on my way home from dropping my son off at school I realized there was very little I could buy there. And so, like, now all I get is um, soy milk. And then they have now started carrying uh, cow's milk in glass containers. So I get cream and milk in consigned glass containers and then bring them back when I'm done. And then you reuse so, the
1: glass? Um
2: yes. I give it back to them and I get uh, $2 I get back. back to them. Yep. Oh. And I get $2 back. So I, I pay a consignment. I pay, like, an extra fee. And then I get that but money back when I bring the bottles back which is awesome so that's why i buy my dairy there there's another grocery store uh that you can kind of shop the perimeter it's a greek grocery store and so i just go there with my containers and they all have scales and i can buy um spices uh you know if i were eating more meat i could buy meat there cheeses breads uh i can buy all that stuff and they're Super happy to accommodate, you know, me bringing in a Tupperware container or a jar or oh, whatever. Oh, okay. I thought
1: I, you just I, carry I, the meat out in your hands.
0: <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> handfuls of meat, and that seemed like the obvious choice to me too. That would be a really funny. Uh, I was way like, ah, oh, uh, there goes that wonderful lady with her handfuls of meat. Um, <laughs> Did she
1: bring it in, or is she taking it out? Uh, well, it looks like
0: she's headed to her car, so we'll assume she's taking it out. But she might have brought some. She's a wonderful lady. Um, I have a question. I feel like a lot of people are, uh, that some, they're afraid, I think, in my head, they're concerned about that, oh, this is all, uh, the, that the ratio is how much time this might cost them throughout the week. I think, like, it, it always feels like humanity hinges on convenience. Um, yes. Has hmm. it really been that inconvenient for you, or have you, have you found that it's humanity actually... hinges on convenience. Uh, you know, I think so. <laughs> I,
2: I honestly don't feel like living a zero-waste lifestyle has taken me... Any more time, which I know seems hard to believe, but, you know, I think it depends on what habits we're referring to. So if we're talking about like swapping a reusable for a dispose for disposables, that doesn't take any extra time. Right. Like Mm -hmm. grabbing your reusable bag out of your trunk or refusing a straw or whipping out your own. Uh,
1: None of those things. (laughs) Sorry, just imagine. But you do have to wash that straw, right?
0: Just like really, just like whipping out a straw, like out of a silver suitcase, handcuffed to your wrist, where you keep all your
1: straws, (laughs) just in case. But don't you have to wash the straw? Is that a little extra time?
2: You know, but okay, so let's say, I think a lot of. Let's say we're talking about um, cleaning rags, right? Because I don't use paper towels anymore or, or cloth napkins, things like that. People are like, oh, you know, but then you have to wash it. But it doesn't, those items on a weekly basis don't take up so much space that they require an extra load of laundry, right? So they're just kind of thrown in with all my other stuff. And, what, you know, the time that it takes to fold them, most of the time they don't even really need to be folded or they're folded quickly and thrown in a drawer, so the, That's I right. Feel like rags that do, rags do fold
0: quickly. That is true.
2: <laughs> because, you know, you're just going to, you're just going to wad it up in, mm-hmm. you know, in a few minutes anyway. So it's not like you have to iron them or anything like that. So, you know, I think um, a lot of times we, you know, I might be spending more time than the average person making things, whether that's like food or a household cleaner than the average person. But that's offset with far fewer trips to the store. So yeah. I think... You know, a lot of what's marketed to us as convenience items and like, quote unquote, time savers don't actually save that much time when you factor in the you know, researching which product you want to buy, shopping for it, purchasing it, transporting it back to your house. Then, you know, inevitably throwing it away, taking dragging it out to your end of your driveway to throw it away, then doing the whole cycle over again when you run out, right? Replacing Mm -hmm. that item. So you know the, the the small amount of time that it takes for me to fold it i think is more than offset by the time i'm saving not having to take my trash out not having to go and buy and these items ever again um and not all the time that it would take to drive to the store and replace them uh,
1: can i possibly um, because this is uh, i feel like gonna be gonna be a question that a lot of our listeners or readers—some people who read this podcast. Yeah, we have transcripts um, of all the podcasts available. Are going to those be who asking? Like them. Can I? Can I ask we you, do, right, a Rebecca? few... We have. I may think of more here, of but can episode? I ask you great, a, great. a few products, and you can tell me how you how you might accomplish doing them if you want to be zero waste? Sure. Okay. Here's some that I'm wondering. Butter. I make it. You make butter. That's easy. Okay.
2: <laughs> so, but here, this is one of those surprising things, though. So that consigned glass container of 35% cream that I buy, I can, I literally pour all of that into my standing mixer, put it on high, cover it with a towel so it doesn't splat everywhere. And literally from the time I open the container to putting it in the dishwasher and having butter is less than 10 minutes.
1: I thought butter was one of the hardest things you'd ever have to make.
0: I thought it takes easy.
1: maybe a year. You, you need like a license. I, th- I, I thought know, you need permits. Right. Have you
0: have you been dreaming Me. of a world where you get your butter license?
1: I just have no idea how <laughs> butter is made. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So uh-huh. it's
2: just agitation. In fact, you could oh. like pour it in a mason jar and shake right? it if you were. If My you ex-wife wanted can to. make a lot
1: of butter. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't have an ex-wife. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yet. Yeah, continue. Sorry.
2: 10 minutes for butter, honestly, (laughs) 10 minutes. And so all you're doing is you're shaking the, like, butter fat from the buttermilk. So once it separates, you kind of, like, squeeze out the remaining milk, and you put that in a a little container. That's your butter. And what I do is I pour the buttermilk back in my original container, and I use that for cooking. Hmm. And it literally takes me... Maybe ten minutes. So I'll use that for like if we're making muffins or pancakes or, or I say waffles. Some nice
0: buttermilk pancakes. Sound delicious.
2: Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Ne- so nothing's wasted.
0: Next product: birthday presents. <laughs> birthday
2: presents. Birthday presents. <laughs> so, Every
0: single present is a cloth rag that I've made at home <laughs> from my son's t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so I will. So this may not be. Uh, Something that everyone's comfortable doing, but I will often re gift or give secondhand Uh, gifts. Um, So uh, I do, I try to buy as little new as possible. So I will buy a secondhand item or I might have an item that I've acquired over the years or that my son received that he never played with. So I'll re-gift those. Um, And that's, of course, with my son's permission. Really the only birthday presents that I'm giving out on a regular basis are when we're invited to birthday parties. And so I'll always ask him, like, what do you think, you know, your friend would like? That's smart. And And then you have to be more thoughtful. Yeah. And so a lot of times he's giving his friend, a toy that he currently has that he think he would really like, um, will hand make a card. Um, and in cases where nothing that we have, um, really fits the bill, I will give an experience. So it'll be like a gift card to an activity or a gift certificate someplace. Uh, so Gift I'm cards experience. are made of plastic
1: though, right?
2: I know. So like I try to do it online.
1: Oh, that's smart. So there's like in a, you know,
2: an online coupon, <laughs> right? So I can, <laughs>
1: yeah. um, yeah.
2: And uh, and then yeah, hand making the gift card, and then because I have so many gift bags that I've acquired, I always save them. I'm like, oh, I might need them someday. So a lot of times, I'll wrap it in that if it makes sense. But when I run out of those, my plan is to maybe wrap them in like fabric or something.
1: Okay. Okay, two more. Can I do two more? I yeah. mean, this is a this toilet is rapidly paper. turning into the entire show. Toilet paper. <laughs>
2: This is, you know, what I don't know why people are so fascinated with toilet paper, but they are because I feel like all the zero waste conversations. I
0: don't know why either. He's been asking about toilet paper all morning. Very hasn't stopped. He's been dying <laughs> to No, it's question. a it's a very valid question. I just want to make sure yeah, that our readers, our readers this. and our <laughs> listeners
1: get everything they need right now.
2: Yes, and the then the next question I get the most often is like what to do with cat and dog poop. But we'll start with human poop.
1: I didn't have um, that on here. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> so with. Uh, with toilet paper, there's a few different options depending on a person's comfort level. Okay, yeah. I would say the the easiest thing if you're Shitting using in your neighbor's paper house. Now, oh. <laughs> no, all right.
0: No, <laughs> um, using their toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry yeah. to interrupt. No, though. it's okay.
2: Um, no, the easiest thing would be to buy toilet paper that's wrapped in paper. So, in other words, not buying the paper that's wrapped in plastic. Okay. So that would be kind of like a baby step. Um, the What I've decided to do is I've, I'm have i not using toilet paper at all. Um, and so I have installed a bidet attachment, oh, which is like nice. you can get it for like 30 bucks on Amazon. It installs in like 30 minutes. Uh, I will never have to buy toilet paper again. So you can get it off Amazon. instead of yeah
0: i knew i knew i had a feeling uh, i had a feeling that a you second. were an amazon prime member tippy something about you just screamed amazon <laughs> prime member that's, wait that's, that's nice can you get it delivered you're not no waste? oh man i'm not an amazon prime
2: member have you but thought you about can. it
0: a lot of great I, values <laughs>
2: it's yeah it's he hot, has you know, stock I in amazon, amazon
0: I do have really well a disclaimer well. i do have a little stock in amazon <laughs> Um, yes, yes, but you got a bidet attachment. It's funny you said that because when you were saying what you do instead of toilet paper, I sort of imagined my wife just hosing me down in the garden. <laughs> but yeah, that's a bidet. Yeah. Is a garden hose. Yeah, a garden hose and a sad wife. Um, but yes, you were a bidet attachment from Amazon. That sounds really easy.
2: Yeah, I, I uh, can I just tell you which model that I really like that I yes, use. Yes, please. Okay, it's the Brondell. A thin line simple spa. It's like $29.99 on Amazon. I think it comes with like free delivery. I Especially mean, if you're order, a prime member. A sponsor.
0: I'm literally going to order this right now. How, do you spend oh, it how much is it? It's
2: $30? Brondel, B-R-O-N-D-E-L-L. You got to get it secondhand though, Lucas. L
0: Yeah, I'll buy it used. Uh, <laughs> I'll buy my used <laughs> bidet right now. Thank you very much. As a prime <laughs> member, as an Amazon prime. Brondell yeah. bidet. Here we go. Um, I'm going to go to my local mom and pop. Okay, well, shop. this I'm not one is worry about the, the first one that shows up is six hundred and forty nine dollars. But that's the Swash no, fourteen hundred right luxury that's really bidet.
1: That's if you have a problem.
0: <laughs> then, <laughs> this is like your your Chipotle customer. Yeah. Um, the um, Brondel, <laughs> no, there's the next one down is the twenty nine ninety nine okay, well, Rondell bidet thin line. Is that it? Exactly. It's SS one fifty.
2: Yeah, middle, it has like a really minimal, just, clean design. Simple. Uh, it doesn't take up a lot of space, and it installs in just about any toilet. I
1: Lucas, can see can that you now. Pl- I know we're getting off track here, but can you please just read a comment? I just want any comment. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Uh... I'm sorry. <laughs> I know this is this is very sophomoric, but I'm really, <laughs> I really am curious. Okay.
0: Uh... Are there any that say? Yeah, Here we go. <laughs> From Phil Timson. Um. Which is a real name. <laughs> uh, on March second, 2018, uh, this is a verified purchase. Not much to say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sprays a high power. Wait, wait, why would you comment? <laughs> not much to say. I. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really feel much about this product. He
0: leads with that. Phil. Phil Timson leads with not much to say. Uh, <laughs> that he he continues. With a lot, actually.
1: <laughs> Funny way. spray a comment.
0: Sprays a high-powered jet of water in, at, and around your nooks and crannies. Ooh. My recommendation would be to give Mostly yourself... Mostly nooks for me my my recommendation would be to give yourself a quick a quick wipe to knock off the stalactites uh... and stalagmites stalagmites <laughs> Does he have oh shit growing God. up into his ass power washing your cornhole and then oh, give this it a ridiculous. then give it a finish pass to get all the drips drops and anything that may still be lurking under the mountainous terrain of hemro- oh. hemorrhoids that okay, have built up over ridiculous. the years yeah, the cold we... water is rather soothing, soothing but if you're oh yeah so,
1: this has got dark
0: yeah get yeah Water pressure could peel the barnacles off a cruise ship, so be careful. Jesus Christ,
1: <laughs> that's the worst. That's the worst image that's ever been put in my head. I don't think head.
0: Phil Timpson's a
1: real person. Um, okay, one more. Uh, how do you get rid of clothing? Do you reuse clothing when you're done with it, or do you, oh, do you, can you just Can I go back to the Oh, can yeah. Can I go
2: back to the bidet thing? Real yeah, quick? yeah, please, just, please. So, if you use a bidet, just just to kind of wrap that up, if you do get a bidet you're going to want to not use toilet paper because yeah. toilet paper is water soluble. It'll just stick all over you. So you'll want to have uh-huh. like a hand towel or like little washcloths. If you prefer like a single use, you could just have like a little basket of washcloths and then a, another little basket that you put the used ones in. But my son and I, we just have like a designated hand towel that we use for each, you know, for ourselves. And then I just wash those when I wash the bath towels. So they oh, we use them a so couple times and then
1: after the bidet,
2: yeah, just yeah, to pat yeah. yourself dry. Okay, anyway, got it. Got that's got it. how I avoid toilet paper. Um, that's interesting. For clothing, yeah, For clothing, clothing I do. Um, I buy everything secondhand. Um, the only things that I haven't purchased secondhand this year would be socks for my son, uh, because generally socks just don't make it to the secondhand market because yep. they're already full of holes. Um, and for me, uh, probably if I were to like need to purchase underwear, I would probably buy that new. Um, But when clothes don't fit um, and they're still in good shape, I donate them. Mm -hmm. Or um, in some cases, if it's an item that might have some more value, I will try to sell it. Uh, Otherwise, if it's clothes that's like ruined in some way where Mm -hmm. I feel like nobody's going to want it, um, I will try to see if I can do something with it, whether it's cut it up and make cleaning rags or um, maybe i could use it for some project around the house i have a especially if it's a big enough piece of fabric and it's kind of interesting otherwise uh, i recycle the textiles and so uh, a lot of places Uh, like uh, goodwill or salvation army places like that uh, clothes that they aren't able to sell for a while well they'll actually be recycled for textile recycling and so what i have is i have a box of like sort of scraps that i will mark for rags and they know that's going directly to textile recycling. They don't need to put it on the floor. Wow. Uh, there are also stores like H and M who they, they do textile recycling and you can actually bring your used clothes there. But I think that the the best option is always, if it's, if it's reusable, you know, I give it to friends and family. Right. Um, if I know, and then, and then I go to the, the thrift store. Uh, but it's always better. But to it's not like torn up it underwear. It's like
1: you're giving like sweaters.
2: Yeah, yeah flutter, shirts, torn up jeans, underwear, but that's
1: just textile. <laughs> Don't worry, I've <laughs>
0: gone to the trouble of tearing it up for you. <laughs> um, that's uh, that is actually a great segue um, for me, Tippy, because uh, we like to do a little segment. Uh, if that's all right, we sometimes do segments. What segue? Show. Uh, the segue is that she was uh, speaking on a topic, uh, and now I'm going to. Okay. Um, so I think <laughs> that's a really like clean transition. Um, is it all right if we do a segment? Sure. Yeah, well, this is a this is sort of Thank a positive, feel good show, and so we like to offer a little like positive, feel good things along the way, just in case uh, for whatever reason the mood starts dipping. Um, <laughs> not, I'm start not insinuating dipping. anything here, yeah. not at all. This <laughs> has been a really entirely, wholly pleasant and informative conversation. Um, this is called On This Day. All right. Uh, and essentially, it, it, you could actually, we, there's some points in the show, which we didn't tell you about, but this is an opportunity for you to get some points. <coughs> you should have known. Yeah. Um, as a, as a big listener, it. we assumed you were like, you all caught up to speed on the various ins and outs of our, of our point system um, and, and games. But uh, all you have to do right now, Tippy, is can you tell me what today is? What, what is today? Tuesday? tuesday a little go, more exact a little further, a little further. july
2: 31st yes, yes that's correct
0: today is july 31st and on this you get half a point for that by the way congratulations <laughs> that's, a, that's 2018 Oh uh, yeah hey be uh, fun. you're <laughs> not going to get you're any wrong. more points for that uh, i think it's we all july know what 31st year 2016
1: <laughs> we've still got
0: time um <laughs> But uh, 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 on this day, July 31st, some, uh, some positive things happen. I'm going to share one of them with you. Um, this is another chance to get half a point and finish the point at a point, if that makes sense. I believe it tracks. Um, but I, it is important to note that th- this day, the day that we're recording, is not the day that you, the listener, will be listening. But this day, today, is July 31st, which is obviously not uh, today, the day you're listening. Yeah. Um, so on July 31st, Tippy. Uh, a really great thing happened in 1874. Doctor Patrick Francis Healy, which mm. is a very not believable Jewish? last name for a doctor. Sounds Jewish. Doctor Healy, come on, <laughs> like, don't try yeah. to trick me. Actually, it, where
1: I grew up, there was a doctor named Doctor. His last name was Doctor. Dr. Doctor Doctor. Yeah, that's amazing. Isn't that crazy? That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, you grew up in uh, in um, uh, I grew up in the land of shoots and ladders. <laughs> Do you know that game? Yeah, uh yeah. they got a great doctor there. Yeah, yeah. Um
0: Dr. Patrick Francis Healy in eighteen seventy four on July thirty first, Tippy, became the first African American inaugurated as president of a predominantly white university. Ah. Can you name the university? I'm sure you know this.
1: I think we lost Tippy. Tippy? <laughs> <laughs> I got
0: really worried there. <laughs> I've actually screamed that. Um any ah. idea? Look, look I didn't know this either. What's that? Harvard? No, Harvard? no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess Hofstra. Hofstra is a better guess, I think. Uh. But they're both equally wrong. Okay. The answer? Would you guys like to know? You Yale. won't get any points yes. now. It's not Yale. Uh-huh. Yale, be disappointed to know uh. it was Georgetown <laughs> University. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah. So, Doctor Patrick Francis Healy in 1874. And July 31st became the first African-American president, inaugurated as uh, the president of a predominantly white university. So you guys can bust that out in conversation and blow people's minds today. You know, if you're having
1: a lunch. I promise you'll be more involved in future segments. But... <laughs> well, you walk away with half a point. That was on this day. On this day. Nice and lean, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Barry complains often that the segment runs longer than he thinks it should. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Guys, guys, this is for our boys. This is for the boys out there. Yeah, let's talk guys? about sex. Yeah, sex. Let's get down to the brass sexes.
0: Uh-huh. Let's get down to the good brass sex.
1: Guys, you remember the days when you were always ready to go? I do. Uh, I've had many of those. You can increase your performance and get extra confidence in bed now, so listen up. Bluechew.com. Nice blue... Like the color blue, in case you're wondering how to spell it. Bluechew.com. It brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works.
0: Yeah, you can take them anytime because you never know. Am I right? You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, so you know, eat up. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be
1: ready. Whenever an opportunity arises The library uh, Library Your, your fiancé's parents' house Blue Chew uh, I just thought of other libraries
0: That's all I could think of
1: Blue Chew is prescribed online And it ships straight to your door in a discreet package So no in-person doctor visits No waiting in the pharmacy And best of all, there's no more awkwardness It's not going to be weird for you
0: Yeah, and if, if uh, this if this bothers you Where you get your products sourced from They are made in the good old US of A And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct They are cheaper than a pharmacy
1: so, right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. It's you got to visit bluechew.com to get your first shipment free. You can get it for free when you use our special promo code WORLD. That's all capital letters, WORLD. WORLD, like the world. I uh, just got to pay $5 Mundo shipping. Mundo in Spanish. Yeah, uh, except in English. Okay, yeah. Uh, $5 shipping, you get your first shipment free. Uh, again, that's B L U E. Chew.com promo code world to try it for free and Blue is the better cheaper faster choice and uh, thanks guys
0: for sponsoring our podcast yep
1: I I had a question based on what you were talking about the last time is recycling considered zero waste can you recycle
2: um yes but I would I would I would encourage people to reduce their recycling.
1: I have a, a follow
0: up question on that. Can I just. Wait, can she, I just but this hear is going to deal. Okay. Why? why?
2: <laughs> so, zero waste is about trying to divert as much as possible away from landfill, right? Like trying to put as little in your trash can as possible. Um, and recycling is one of the ways that you can divert waste. So, is composting. The problem with recycling is I think it gives people this false sense of. What they're doing is not harming the environment. Um, but recycling is sort of, especially plastic recycling, is really a fallacy. Like I don't know if you know this, but plastic can only be recycled once or twice before it inevitably ends up in no, a landfill or in the ocean. Because um, like really hard plastics can maybe be recycled twice, but most other plastics that are recyclable can only be recycled once. Oh, and I recycling, know recycling isn't even a good... Name for it, they should kind of call it downcycling because what happens is that material gets melted down and it can't, it, it actually damages the plastic. So it becomes a lower quality plastic. And all this lower quality plastic, oftentimes the only market for it is, uh, let's say it's going to be combined with wood pulp to make like composite boards for decking or it's going to be made into synthetic fibers for clothing. But then those items, Aren't recyclable, so the plastic is yeah. still there. You're just sort of sending it the long route to the ocean or to the landfill. Unfortunately, so, oh, so that don't was recycle. something that was well, no. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm kidding. You should recycle, but I don't yeah. think we should think that it kind of erases the damage because creating plastic, you know, you're extracting petroleum, you're you're making the disposable single use product often, and then the plastic once it's done going through the recycling process, if you can call it that, it lasts forever. I mean, people think, okay, maybe in 4,000 years, it'll degrade, but we're using it at such a uh. fast rate that it will it's just accumulating. <laughs> uh, so other things that are, I would say good to recycle, like aluminum is infinitely recyclable. So if you have the option to buy something in a plastic container, an aluminum container, opt for aluminum. Uh, Glass is also infinitely recyclable, and uh, paper can be recycled maybe like six or seven times because it's sort of the same thing The the paper fibers, uh, they're nice and long originally, but then they get shortened every time it gets recycled, so it becomes a poor quality product. So there's only so many times paper can be recycled. But of course, if you can recycle something, you should. But you know, if we can eliminate uh, the plastic and the paper so we're not Pulling natural resources to make something that has a really short lifespan because plastic, unfortunately, will all the plastic that's ever been made is still here and will Oof. be forever.
0: Good lord, um, that's
1: terrible. It, it, that really it, is. Uh,
0: this uh, we talked about recycling here. I, I read uh, about you the, the the term five R's. Which I yes. know sort of ties into all of this. Maybe this would be a good time uh, if you could sort of, for you to explain what the five R's are of Zero Waste. Arithmetic. Yes. Reading. <laughs> writing. Rewriting. 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 <laughs> Railroad. Uh-huh.
2: So I think a lot of people are familiar with the three R's. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Sorry, that That's just okay. hit me. Um, <laughs>
2: So the three R's would be reduce, reuse, and recycle, which I think most people have heard of. But re- zero waste adds an R at the beginning and an R at the end. So before you go into reduce, reuse, recycle, the first R is refuse. So basically refuse what you don't need. Just say refuse, no. Just say no. If you don't need a straw, don't take the straw. Um, if you're at a work convention or a conference and they're giving freebies and you don't need that extra pen or you don't, you're never going to use that tote bag, don't take it um, because whenever you take one of these items, you're basically creating the demand for its replacement, right? Ah. So refuse what you don't need. So that's pretty self-explanatory. And then reduce what you do need. So I think a lot of times we we overconsume, right? But there's a lot that we, we probably don't need as much as we have. So reducing what you do need. Um, and then you go into reuse. So contributing to the secondhand market and actually purchasing from the secondhand market Also, using what you already have at home. I mean, so many of the things that we buy, like, let's say you buy pasta sauce. What do we do? We throw the glass container in the recycling. What if you reused it? What if you kept it, scraped off the label, and used it to, you know, organize, you know, office desk supplies or your craft supplies, or you put some, you know, you organize your tools in it. Uh, But there's all these things that we could reuse, and oftentimes the default is to throw it away or to recycle it. So that would be reuse um, and then recycle. So the other thing that I think a lot of people don't realize is that the R's, it's a hierarchy of what you should do in what order. So recycling, you'll notice, is after those things. So recycle what's left. And then after that, it would be rot, which is another word for compost. So anything that you can't reduce, reuse, recycle, Mm. you put in the compost bin. And that should take care of all of your waste.
1: Can you compost in an apartment? yes you can
2: um i would say it's probably a little bit more difficult you're limited in the types of composting bins and things that you could use i mean what would be awesome is if you live in an apartment, maybe create a composting area, right? A communal compost um, that could be used by all the residents. Oh. But if you're trying to do it in your own um, apartment building, uh, I haven't tried this myself. But there are worm composting bins, which sounds uh, weird. Yeah, but my
1: wife spoke about that once. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. you're using It sounds worms like you were like you ne- never, spe- I'd never let her speak of it. Again. I don't like. I, was so well, I don't like when she talks about that stuff. <laughs> You don't like worm boxes? No, it gets in the way of my football watching. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> uh, but, yes.
2: you know, I think a lot of people have maybe, they do not they're not familiar with composting or they have kind of a negative connotation with composting. I don't think composting has to smell bad or, or anything. I mean, I don't think most people know that I have a composting what's thing the, what's the underneath secret? my sink.
0: What's the secret to a, a fragrant compost?
2: Fragrant compost. Yeah, mine just smells like soil or earth. It's not like pungent or anything. It has like a natural aroma, if you will. But uh, the key is keeping it balanced. So a lot of times uh, if you have like if you're composting kitchen scraps, what you're doing is you're composting all sorts of like fruits and veggies and peels and things like that. So it's all wet and it's all what's considered green uh, material. What you need to balance that with are brown materials, so like dried leaves and sticks and things that are already further along in the decaying process that can kind of absorb some of that liquid. But if you're doing this in your home, you're not going to go outside and you know, rake up a bunch of leaves and then throw it in your kitchen. Right. So what happens is a lot of times yeah, the there goes compost that wonderful gets...
0: woman with her handfuls of meat and leaves <laughs> <laughs> heading home for the day.
2: <laughs> right. So that's not realistic. So what I do is, um, like, uh, because I, I work from home and I have a paper shredder paper nice. shredding is it not easily recyclable, uh, at the recycling facility, right? It's just, it's a mess. Um, unless you're going specifically, or actually taking it, pre-packaged in a paper bag and they know it's shredded paper, then it's easily recyclable. But you can't just throw shredded paper in your bin. So um, what I do is I take my shredded paper and I put it in the bottom before I start layering my fruits and veggie scraps. And if I start to notice that it's getting kind of heavy on the kind of greens, I'll add some more shredded paper and I keep that balance. And then when it's full, I take it out to my composting bin in the backyard.
1: Hmm. I, have, I, I just thought of another product. What do you do about mail? Yeah.
2: <laughs> mail. Mail. Yes. So I have uh, refused all junk mail. How so do you do that? I used to, so I used to get uh, kind of these, one of these weekly bags of like circulars and ads and things that would be dropped at my door do, yeah. two times a week. So I just looked at the bag and called up the number and asked them, to stop delivering it to me. And so what they did is they sent me a sticker that basically says like no circulars or no publicities. And I put that on my front door. So that eliminated two deliveries, you know, when I think about it, it was such a simple thing. It took me five or 10 minutes to make the phone call. Uh, It was, I received it in the mail two days later. I saved 104 bags, plastic bags, not to mention all the trees that were cut down to make these ads. And those, most of those circulars, I never even looked at. And I didn't realize how much time I was spending looking through the circulars. Because once it arrives at your doorstep, you're like, oh, but I don't want to, I got to see if there's a sale. I don't want to miss anything. Maybe there's a special here. So by eliminating that completely and not, you know, that kind of goes back to the refuse, by refusing it. Um, What I did is I I just basically went online and I signed up for um, to receive marketing materials from the the two or three stores that I actually do frequent, most of which I didn't. And so now I get those in my inbox. I get the same circulars, but I get them digitally and the rest I don't get. So that's how I addressed um, kind of that kind of a junk mail. Now, the junk mail that arrives in my mailbox. Yeah, um, I, I get
1: so much of that.
2: Yeah, I went to Canada Post. So, I, you know, again, I'm in Canada for your Canadian listeners. Um, oh, we and don't so have any. Basically... I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, we have, we have like at least half a dozen. So this is, pay attention now, guys. <laughs>
2: yes. So you can put a sign on your mailbox or in your mailbox that basically is the same thing. What I did is because I got two stickers that said no circulars, I put the other one in my mailbox. And so when they open it, They see that uh, I don't want any junk mail or unsolicited advertisements.
0: Yeah, I was really hoping for like sort of a wood ply board scrawled with blood. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. You know, reusable, reusable blood from your own body. But they're
1: still throwing those away somewhere, even if you don't receive them. Yeah,
2: you know, but what I what I hope is happening is that eventually it sends the message to the person Mm. who's creating this stuff that it reduces the demand Um, for that particular item. I mean, if a lot of people did that, they wouldn't be printing as many of them, right?
0: I'm sorry, it just seems like so much of this is based on sort of from a community perspective. The more people that do, it works better when people do this together and the more people that do it, the bigger uh, impact it has and the more momentum it develops.
2: Yes, which is why we're talking about it today on your show.
0: Yeah.
1: We're going to do a a quick segment. I just have one more question. (laughs) Is that okay? Yes. Uh, no, I no, no, something that okay. actually not really okay. frustrates me a lot is receipts, and I think we have a, a very yes. broken receipt system in this country yes. and checks at uh, restaurants.
0: Barry's always going. He's it's broken.
1: Raving about the no, broken you, you get a, you get a, a freaking country. Dead Sea scroll every time <laughs> I go to buy anything. Yes, CVS. You know, it's Ooh. crazy. There's so much paper, and uh, I don't think restaurants need uh, need. They could bring over a little iPad, and you don't need a whole paper check. That's just my thought.
2: I totally agree, and the problem is,
1: By again,
2: I, <laughs> I wasn't sure what to do with receipts, so I had been storing them up until I had a chance to do some research into them, and I was completely dismayed to find out that they're not recyclable or compostable, that they literally have to go to landfill. Do you it's know why?
1: crazy. Why?
2: Because they are coated with BPA.
0: <gasps>
1: no. Which,
2: yes, yeah, so if you put That's that in cancer your compost... Stuff. Yes, it's extremely toxic, right? Well, you'll damage it. The plants, anything that you grow in that soil, will be uh, contaminated with BPA. (sighs) If you if you put it in the recycling, it will contaminate the recycling batch, right? Because they're not necessarily going to be able to pull all those things out. And guess what? Which product has some of the highest levels of BPA? What recycled toilet paper.
0: Oh, and I don't
2: think you wanna be rubbing
0: no. your bottom. Oh my with goodness. BPA.
2: So like this if is if you look at
0: everyone's jaws in the studio just hit <laughs> the floor simultaneously. <laughs> our, this is our, like Aaron yeah. Brock right now. Our producer, I
1: just did air quotes. Our producer is really floored by this. She's she literally looked at us, which is in, insane. That's insane. <laughs> Wait, so so is is so so using recycled toilet paper is probably gonna gonna give you some sort of contamination? Well, down thank
0: there? God I just ordered a Brondell bidet for twenty nine ninety nine off Amazon with free shipping. Brondel. thanks shop to my shop smart. Yeah, shop there smart. You go. Yeah, wipe clean, and it'll, it'll be arriving in two days with free shipping thanks to my what Prime membership, Okay.
1: <laughs> All right, on on that huge note, should we do a, a quick uh, lightning round? Well, hold on,
0: is there is 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 the only answer the bidet? Or should we be getting regular toilet paper in the meantime? What's what do we do? Yeah, bidet. Well, she said that earlier. a bidet. But if you if you're a waiting bidet. for the bidet, what do you do? You don't. Put and it. If you well, gotta yeah. wait a day for a bidet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, <laughs> don't to, don't do I want to, to do more. Refuse, no.
2: <laughs> try to refuse receipts. Um, so hopefully the businesses that you frequent get the message and always opt for a digital receipt if you truly need one. Okay. Uh so that hopefully more and more uh, establishments will be offering emailed receipts.
0: And the toilet paper, just the bidet?
2: I, I love the bidet.
0: Okay, I mean, great. Okay. The, on, uh, this this day,
1: on this bidet. On okay. this bidet. On this uh, bidet. So we're going to do a quick <laughs> uh, lightning <laughs> round. Lightning round. sound effect. This heavily involves you, Tippy. I this hope is, you're okay. right.
0: A lot of points on the table here. You're heavily <laughs> involved in this. Uh-huh. We've been
1: trying to shorten the rules for this. I know you know them, but essentially we uh, we each ask you five questions. You have to wait till all five in each round are done, and then you could start answering. Yeah, you you'll have, have 30.
0: 30 it'll be two rounds, five questions each round, for 30 you, seconds to get
1: to know you better. To
0: get Tippy. to know you better, 30 seconds to answer those five questions.
1: Should we jump into round one? You can
0: get points if you remember all the questions. If you if That's you right. if you you can ask for help to remember. a question, but then
1: you won't you won't get any points. Okay. Does that make sense? They don't have to be answered. And you don't in order. have to answer them in order. You just if you okay. get all five without our, our help, we will help you if you need it. But if you get all five without our help you get one point. And you do have to be honest. It's honesty okay. is really key. Okay.
0: Now I'm yeah? gonna okay. I'm gonna break the Great. rules
1: slightly here. Yeah, we're gonna we're um, now going off the, map, the now That we've explained the rules. We're not, we're not gonna. Uh, what are you doing? For the first time ever, I have six. What? All this I time not, you've been complaining about how long my poor thing, little on this thing. day segment is. I could and not, Here you are. I could larger. not edit this down. Now, if you get five of the six, I will still give you a point. Um, it's like a get, bonus point. If you get all six, you will also still get a point. But you should try to you should try to get all six. So my immediate advice to
0: you is to pick your favorite five and don't shoot for the six
1: you ready for for a lightning round real quick sure
0: okay tippy you there right okay great here we go (laughs) yes
1: you're a very good listener tippy
0: which is unsettling to us
1: okay here we go yep Lightning round. Question one. If you had to be... A, if, if, <laughs> I already screwed it up. <laughs> if you had to have a wasteful cheat day where you could go insane and be so wasteful for one day, what would you really be looking forward to doing? Two. You're a professional photographer, right? Do photographers actually shoot out a constant succession of yes, yes, good, good, <laughs> while they're shooting? Do you? Three, uh, should we compost human beings? Four, when you're screwing on your gas cap at the gas station, do you stop after one click or give it a few extra clicks (laughs) because you like the sound? Be honest. Five, are there any scenarios where someone should use a plastic straw? Six, what's the youngest a human could be wasteful? Can babies be wasteful? Go. Go.
2: Oh, it was, I, I didn't hear the last question.
1: Okay, what, babies, sorry. What? Can babies be wasteful? It's a part, it's a two-parter. It's all part of question six. What's the youngest someone can be wasteful, and can babies be wasteful? Go. Impossible. This is okay. an impossible round.
2: All right. <laughs> <It's> so, a... <laughs> as a photographer, mm-hmm. I I don't say yes, no, no, yes. Okay, uh, that's and good. And really, most of what I'm photographing these days uh, is my son. My kitten, or uh, some food on my table. (laughs) I mean, I would say yes, um, yes, yes.
0: All of those Um, things, good food. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Kitten, good kitten. Yes.
2: Yes. Okay, that's one. Uh, Sorry.
0: Yep, that's one. You're um, well on your way.
2: I I do think we should compost human beings. Mm.
0: Ooh, I do too. By the way, living or dead? uh, Good question. Good (laughs) follow-up. This doesn't count against your time.
2: You know, dead, because I feel yeah, like we want to use them up as much as possible before <laughs> yeah. we, you know, before we, we rot them. But, yeah, efficiency, you know, efficiency.
1: Let's maximize efficiency. Yeah, right? Yeah. Let's
2: maximize human potential before we throw uh, come, it to Explain before, back that to nature. just a little bit <laughs> further. How do
1: you compost human beings, in your opinion?
2: Well, so for me, like when I pass away, I would like to be put into a biodegradable container. It could be something like a cardboard box or uh, a wooden crate or something, and allowed to decompose naturally. I don't want to be sealed up, embalmed in a bunch of chemicals, sealed up in a in a casket that won't degrade. Um, I would like to return to the earth and I hope that my energy um, can go towards, you know, planting a tre- you know, nourishing a tree or something like that. So I would like to kind that's of beautiful. go back that's to the beautiful.
0: earth. Okay. Okay, it's uh, two. Y- y- you are still well within your 30 seconds. <clears throat> Excuse me.
2: Uh, one <laughs> He's crying one over here. One clip I'm so gas. Moved. When I when I uh, when I fill my gas tank, I, I follow the directions and I only do one click.
0: Really, I uh, do so many. clicks. I do so many. clicks. I, do, I, just I love keep the going. sound of those. I love it. It's so satisfying. <laughs> yeah, we're big into ASMR um, here.
2: I do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, that's three. Yep.
2: Okay, I do think that plastic straws do have a place, especially for people who maybe don't have use of their arms mm. or have some sort of mobility issue. I think that straws are an important option. Surprise to, tracheotomy. To
0: I to was going to say tracheotomy. Tracheotomy. Yeah. Surprise tracheotomy.
2: There you go. So, yeah, I mean, if there's like a physical limitation of some sort, I think straws are, are necessary. But I would love for us to move maybe towards like a silicone straw. So it's just as soft, but. Silicone has a much longer oh, lifespan and can be reused versus a plastic straw. Because I know, like the stainless straws, they're you know they're stiff, so they they don't they don't they don't give as well. Um, but a silicone straw might be good in those particular cases. And then the youngest that a human can be wasteful, I guess, at the age at which they're making a choice. Um, because I don't feel like if you're not conscious of the decisions that you're making, I really can't say that you're wasteful. But mm-hmm. like I do think that. Babies, once you tell them not to make a mess and they they, they throw their food on the floor, I would say at that age that they can oh. be wasteful. Oh,
1: you are! I think you got five. There's you got one, five. one more. There's one more. I don't and even got remember the, you it. You're doing the, amazing. Yeah, by the way, this is incredible. You're okay, yeah, you do have one more. <laughs> this is a, an exciting one too just that you missed. Pr-
0: a professional. You, do you need help here. or
1: can you can no, you remember? No, I know it? what
2: it is. I, it's the wasteful day. Cheat day. And good yeah, lord, my cheat well done. I don't. I don't I, it's not like I crave anything I guess the one day that I haven't figured out how we're going to do zero waste and it, it came up today is Halloween mm. um, because my son really wants to face go trick-or-treating <laughs> it's, <laughs> well,
1: it's the face paint that's the real problem part. just cover them in it's almond the can- butter <laughs> yeah it's the candy
2: <laughs> it's the candy and today
1: at ah. summer camp
2: it's Halloween at summer camp day and what? What? Yeah. Uh, these he, kids. He went to school in you a costume. You get double Halloween
0: now. What is this yeah. world coming to? I know. Uh,
1: anyway, so, yes. <laughs> so, maybe, so wait, your cheat day would be Halloween. Is that I what you're guess saying? So
2: just because I haven't figured out how to do that zero waits, uh, I mean, I think I could, but it would mean probably so, not going to people's houses and picking up candy. <laughs>
1: it, it's, uh. it's,
0: it, you feel that not that you're choosing it, but because it's inescapable, it's less a cheat than a defeat.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe. And so, if I have to pick a defeated day, it would be
0: that day. Um. Okay. Well, I don't know if that technically answers the question. I'll leave that up to Barry. It's his round to judge. I
1: just I thought it was a fun idea that you have like an incredibly wasteful day once a year where you're just like, <laughs> this is what you would do, right? would be your, just, it'd like, be your purge day. She, she uses the most toilet paper. She went through that a billion drums of just plastic. <laughs> Bolts. <laughs> she uses a one roll per wipe.
0: Uh-huh. Just toilet paper. <laughs> just keeps it running on. It, just like
1: that's great. Um, um, anyway, you did incredibly. I've never actually. one of one of our guests actually did a little bit better, but you're probably second place for our lightning round, Flula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Flula, of course. Um, that they was incredible because that was really tough, and you had six questions. So I'm giving you one point. Congratulations! Yeah, he, Just yeah. know
0: that Barry almost never. This is maybe the second time in the history of yes. the show he's awarded a point. That was incredible. So you're doing <laughs> really, insanely well. Really. Yeah. Okay. So now you have one more round. One more round. This is uh, the only okay. the main. The key difference is that it'll this be you'll one. hear a different voice asking you these questions because it's me, um, not Barry. Okay. Uh, other than that, the game follows exactly the same rules. Are you ready for round okay. two? I am. Okay. Great. Lighting round. Round two. Fight. I'm I'm holding the phone in a place that I can't read it. Okay, one, should there be a theme song to the zero waste movement? And if so, what genre of music should it be? And who should sing it? Two, if you could travel backward in time, would you kill the baby who invented plastic straws or the baby who invented plastic forks? A baby invented them? Uh, At some point they grew up.
1: You didn't know about the two genius babies who
0: invented plastic? Plastic Plasticware? Three, you make a lot of your own products. Why haven't you made your own iPhone yet? Or would you rather make your own Samsung? Four, Vegan or no plastic or both. Five. Capris or long shorts. Why? Mm.
2: Okay, I missed the fourth one.
0: The fourth one: vegan or no plastic or both. Ah.
2: Vegan okay. Or no um, plastic or both? I say, I would say, in a in a perfect world, vegan or no plastic. I would say both.
0: Yeah. Uh It was an easy one. Plastic, I'll give you that. <laughs> plastic.
2: Plastic. Uh, is on par with climate change in terms of uh, kind of environmental devastation, uh, effects on the climate, and also eating meat and dairy products uh, contributes a lot of uh, methane gases, which are 20 to 100 times more potent than regular old carbon dioxide. Um, So I would say if you can do both, do both. Uh, Capri or long shorts... I guess I would say Capri. Uh.
0: Um
2: why have I not made my own there is iPhone? A, there, no, there is a
0: why to the Capri or long short question. I, I'll I'll let you have that.
2: Oh There's um, a why?
0: Yeah, explain. Oh. Explain oh, your just, preference. I,
2: I think that the a capri would probably be more flattering on yeah. my body type than a long short. I, I feel like that would I, be at a really awkward at an awkward length. I would also choose capri. How long capri. is
0: long short? I would how, also how far choose, below the knee? I mean, like it feels like a good short. Like a, it's not like a short short. You know what I mean? Like some, mm. it's not like a. You're forced to wear capris or essentially right, right, right. Sh- flowing underwear. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know, you could feel covered. I got it. You know, if that was, I also wasn't sure if it was a if it was a fair comparison to do shorts to capris, whereas a long short feels like a different, like it's close enough. You know, yeah, you yeah, can I see like it. That. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Now. Um, so you prefer capris because they're more flattering. I I would also choose capris, and I also think they're more flattering for me as well. And Are you my trying body to type. Throw her off this last question? no 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 this okay. does <laughs> I just uh, <laughs> I love talking about capris. Uh-huh. Uh, let's move forward.
2: Okay, iPhone. Uh, I haven't made my own because I would have no idea where to begin. That's true. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Okay,
1: tracks.
2: And uh, in terms of which baby I would kill, I would probably. <laughs> I'd like We're going to gonna isolate
1: them. the audio on that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'd like to kill them both. Although I would, uh, I would pick the baby who created the plastic fork.
1: Ooh, okay, okay. Uh, the spork? No, not the spork baby. But- <laughs> spork baby, we must protect the spork baby at all costs. We must
0: protect the spork baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's um, crazy how great. sporks ended right after we all graduated the sixth grade, right? <laughs> yeah, they were just like you could have both. What happened to sporks? Uh,
0: I, actually, uh, I bet the plasticware industry was like, "What are we doing? Oh, yeah. What are we doing?" we it's actually hey, not a bad idea.
1: You, you make one item where you could have made two: a spoon and a fork. Mm-hmm. Whatever
0: you're, you've exactly perfectly explained yeah. spork, but uh, yeah. that's uh, it's less wasteful. Uh, it's an aside. It's a side to the main thing, which is the <laughs> lightning round. So yeah. you're doing amazing here, by the way.
1: Did she get one more? Is that uh,
0: theme Yeah.
2: Song.
0: Oh, she got yeah the fifth song. She's incredible. The fifth question. You're incredible. Yeah, tippy. Is it the the fact that you never waste anything? That you you can't even <laughs> you know waste. A else question? She doesn't waste people's time. Yes, <laughs> unlike us. <laughs>
2: I don't have a theme song, but can I borrow one?
0: Yes. There's
2: this zero waste Actually, book for kids. I mean, Barry's called, not
0: in charge of this route, just yeah. so you know. So whatever oh. he's saying. But I yes, you may <laughs> borrow a theme song. Yes, I agree.
2: So there's this great kid's book for zero waste called uh, Sydney and Simon Go Green. And they have a theme song. They create a zero waste theme song based on the song, This Land is Your Land, This Land is My Land. And I think that that's, that song, I think, is really appropriate. I think a lot of people think that the waste problem is, like, somebody else's problem, but I really think it's all of our problem, oh. and I would probably do a variation on, on that song. That's the first song that comes to my head. What is the yeah, song? Woody
1: Guthrie, This Land Is Your Land. You yeah, know, yeah, I know that, exactly. but what's the variation?
2: Oh well, they change it a little bit to talk about like plastic pollution, and they start to name some of the items that can be reused or replaced, I mean, things like that.
0: What's crazy is a lot of people don't know that song is actually it's a, poli- a very political song. A lot of people don't know that the last verse is faded out of every recording uh, because the it last a, verse uh, is anti is a well is a pro
1: union pro labor. famously, speech. Bruce Springsteen um, said in a concert and for the li- he did a great live version of This Land Is Your Land, and it was did you know it it was an answer to Irving Berlin's um, God bless America. Hmm. It was an answer to that. He was like Like it was like a answer, like a rebuttal. Like being like, yeah, God doesn't bless America. It's everyone's land. It's ah. I, I mean, what it's he got through like was that. an incredible
0: yeah. what a I mean, an amazing and excellent iconic uh, musical figure in American in American history. He was so, such a had all the right opinions for the most part. Um yeah, that's a great song choice. Where would Woody from? Guthrie also sing it or who would sing it? Yeah, who sings the version pick... you're talking about? It's amazing yeah. how much you and I both know about this song, Barry. It's almost <laughs> as if it was set up perfectly for this moment. Like we know so much about it. Like no other song could I have given any information on. But yes, who would sing it?
2: You know, I would like probably a child to sing it. I don't have any, it wouldn't necessarily have to be a child with a good voice
0: or a child with like an adorably sort of flat, pitchy voice. What? You know what I mean? Uh, Like a child who's an excellent singer or a child who's a heartful singer?
2: Who's an, you know, and every child, you know, probably multiple children would be even better. You know, children from all you know, economic uh, strata and races and ages and religions. I think that would be good. A group of children.
0: Okay, cool. I saw it as more of a funk song, sung by like a parliament type band. But
1: uh, no, I really <laughs> I like, like your that. answer. What, yeah, Parliament meaning like the government of uh, England. England. Yes, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah.
0: a funky British <laughs> parliamentary song.
1: Um, um, uh, yeah, so that was so incredible. Just uh, to, to you did incredible. You I'm just her, well. Yeah. I'd like to finish just,
0: the game here. I know that you're bored now that it's my route. No, no, but, no. no. Uh, I'm not bored. I'm actually uh, looking bit.
1: up the "This Land Is Your Land" story, and I was going to read it to you. Oh, okay. Well, I am very yeah, interested yeah. in that. But I would like to let you know
0: ahead of time that you won another point, Tippy, what? because you did so you're incredibly doing well.
1: Incredibly,
0: you have to understand that our show for most guests is an incredibly frustrating. And uh, emotional experience, because so few of them ever do well. So you're having a really wonderful (laughs) ride here. You should know that.
1: (laughs) And I I agree with that. But here, so (laughs) this is directly from NPR, so it's not fake news. Um, NPR direct. He, meaning Woody Guthrie, was irritated by Irving Berlin's God Bless America, sung by Kate Smith. which seemed to be endlessly playing on the radio in the late 1930s. So irritated, in fact, that he wrote this song as a retort, at first sarcastically calling it God-blessed America for me, (laughs) before renaming it This Land is Your Land. Guthrie's original words to the song included this verse. There was a big high wall there that tried to stop me. The sign was painted said private property. But on the backside, it didn't say nothing. This land was made for you and Yeah, me. they never include that. They never include that verse
0: in Isn't any Isn't that, that weird? Isn't that? He's, he's a really cool dude. Was a really cool dude, I guess. Unless he's still alive. In which case, wait. Yeah, he's 180. Where Isn't that he's crazy? He's 180 years old. Woody um. Guthrie, happy birthday. <laughs> July 31st, Woody Guthrie was born and continued living for his 180th year. Um, congratulations. You did amazing at Lightning Round.
2: Thank you.
1: Yeah. So I, I'm curious. Do you have any uh, thoughts about how this zero waste movement could uh, could elevate to to the next level and and um, be shown to the masses? Are you trying to do that?
2: I am. Besides I, um... this
1: podcast, no. It just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean.
2: Well, I started this whole thing. I started it uh, by posting on Facebook uh, near the beginning of the year, kind of, you know, sharing my new year's resolution with the hope that it was going to kind of keep me honest and hold me accountable because I wanted this to be the first new year's resolution that I ever kept in my entire life. And um, a lot of my friends and family are like, Oh, you should, uh, you should create a website. You should do this. And so I ended up doing that. I ended up creating uh tiny trash where I share what I learn as I go. And I have lots of like really easy tips for people to try. And I share on Instagram as well as tiny trash can. Mm -hmm. And um, I have a pretty decent following there. And it started some really great conversations with people around the world um, who are all at different places, who all have sort of different limitations as far as what they can accomplish or what they can do. But I think having the conversation is huge. And thinking of zero waste as you know, a possibility, as opposed to something that's impossible, already is great. Um, as far as like the zero waste movement, uh, my my plans and how I would participate, or what's—I don't understand the question really.
0: That's okay. Forget that question. What question? I have a—I have another question for you. That's a better question than Barry's question.
1: Um, no, I think you answered my question. <laughs> no, I was asking, yeah, how how the, the movement could be brought to the masses more. Yeah. And you answered oh, it. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was unclear with the last part. So you were a bit, but it's cool. It's I'm cool. I'm sharing with All your other my, questions have been great. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care.
2: <laughs> you know, I'm trying to share with my sliver of the world and get people talking about it. And I think if more people can do that and share what they're learning, I think that's awesome. I, uh I also think that rethinking how we live and really thinking about you know this dis- this disposable lifestyle that we've become accustomed to, really questioning that and whether or not that's adding value to our lives. I think there's just a lot of like soul searching that needs to happen. Uh, that would that would help. But I think the more people who hear the term zero waste and can do some Google searches locally and find out, are there resources, are there stores, are there things that I can do? Uh, I didn't even know the term zero waste really prior to a year or so ago. And once I discovered it, I felt like the world had like opened up. All of a sudden I found all these resources for you know living more sustainably. And uh, so I think, those things will will help just making people more conscious and more aware of the plastic crisis that we're facing and more conscious of how we choose to live
0: uh, yeah speak, speaking of that on a, on a very micro level um, mm-hmm. uh, getting people more involved what what would you recommend as like the first step people should take or what's the what's the best first step a lot of people can take to, to getting started or involved today <laughs> i mean honestly maybe that is the question maybe that's the answer but on bidet one bidet
2: ha i tell you it's impossible to resist
0: it's so seductive bidet just drags you in you know what i mean you want to just make yeah. terrible terrible jokes um but yeah outside of uh, getting your bidet immediately is there anything else yeah. people should do for what would be a great first step
2: start with themselves I think a lot of times we look to other people to, like, they should create laws against this. They should be doing this. They should create a ban about this. I say start with yourself and change what you can change. And when you do that, you when you go out into the world, people see what you're doing. And, it. I mean, I have so many conversations when I bring a jar to the restaurant, for example. What's that for, right? And it's a perfect opportunity to have a... and i aver- a conversation <laughs> <laughs> about, you know, avoiding a to-go container, for example. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, starting with ourselves, there's nobody that's going to uh, for- put any roadblocks except for ourselves. So I think start with ourselves because you can't ask other people to do things that you yourself aren't willing to do. Um, and the other thing, the reason I chose tiny trash can is like, my moniker is because uh, I think looking at your trash would be the other, like, really... For big, you know, important and maybe obvious first step, like before you put your trash out this week, look at what you're throwing away. Like, take a good, hard look at it. And if you wanted to get super scientific about it, you could even like put it into categories. Like, these are all, you know, wrappers. These are all takeout containers. These are all, uh, you know, whatever. Like uh, single use items. And, you know, maybe even maybe set a goal for yourself. Like, OK, here's the biggest category. I'm going to set I'm going to set the goal for myself to eliminate the biggest category. And you're going to see a, a huge change in a very short amount of time if you try to tackle the the biggest category first. And once you start to see the reduction, because that's the other great thing about uh, trying to reduce your waste. It's not very sexy, I know. But when you try to reduce your trash, you see an immediate uh, benefit, like you know, trying to reduce your CO two emissions is, is immediate and visible. It's tangible. Like you go, okay, wow, I cut my trash in half. Like, wow, I can do this. Let me see if I can cut it in half again. Right. So now you're down to a fourth of what you were producing before. That over the long term. It makes a huge difference. And then if you're living with other people, if your your entire household is you know working towards this or if you have children, you're teaching them some really important life skills and values. So I think just starting with yourself and then and then moving maybe to starting with your household um, and really looking at the trash and going, hey, let's you know we all on board, let's see if we can eliminate this And how okay. can we do that? Brainstorm ways to eliminate that big category of trash.
0: I have a final – oh, sorry. Uh, please finish.
2: I, oh, I was just going to say, and it's it's kind of addictive. At least it was for me because yeah. when you see that tangible reward, you kind of want to be – you want to go, ooh, I wonder if I could go even further. It
0: teaches you and skills. It's pretty exciting. You learn skills. And, yeah, I, I imagine you see the world in a different way. I have one item to add to Barry's earlier list of products or things that might be difficult. What do you, Do you use trash bags still or what do you use for – waste, like waste disposal that you still have to deal with?
2: Yes, I don't. Um, trash bags. Well, I have a very small amount of trash right now. I right. like sitting, I have a, Famously. Like a little tiny <laughs> a little <laughs> tiny Mason jar of uh, t- trash. So I just open the jar, which I only put in the jar for f- photography reasons, just to be able to document uh, my trash. so People can kind of see what's in there. But I just dump that into my my city bin, right, at the end of the week. Directly, yeah. But yeah, but you know, trash bags are terrible, really. Um, can I go into this a little bit? Yeah, please. Okay, so what a lot of people do is they put their trash in a plastic bag. And a lot of times this is the excuse for why they're taking grocery bags from the grocery store because they're gonna quote unquote reuse them as trash bags later at home and then whether you use a plastic bag from the store that was used for like 20 minutes or you buy trash bags for the the express purpose of putting your trash in there they both do the same thing you're basically sealing up uh trash that might otherwise be able to degrade you're sealing it up in plastic and then you're throwing it in a landfill so that it will never it's like a time capsule for generations you know beyond us so you're you're preventing those items from degrading and unfortunately landfill does the same thing i just hope that by at least i'm not enshrouding it in another plastic thing that will prevent it from degrading because some of the items well right now the things that i'm throwing away unfortunately probably will never degrade because they're mostly like little uh produce stickers and little non-recyclable pieces of plastic but they at least stand a better chance of breaking down or doing something if they're not sealed up in plastic. And then landfills are a whole other thing. Anything that we put in there, uh, people think that biodegradable bags are a better option. They're not. Uh, biodegradable bags are kind of a, another fallacy. Basically, they, they put things in the plastic to make them degrade faster with light and um, like with sun and heat and oxygen. But guess what? None of those items, none of those elements that are crucial for that bag to be able to break down exist in a landfill. So the plastic bag is no better than, you know, biodegradable bag is no better than a plastic bag. In fact, some might even say it's worse because it degrades faster in sun and water. Well, uh, if it ends up in the ocean, if it ends up hanging on a tree somewhere, uh, it just means it's going to break down faster for animals to eat it or for it to be floating around. So. You know, ideally, and I know this this seems like um, a big ask, but, you know, ideally, we would be throwing away a lot less and we wouldn't need a bag that's really simply to transport it from, let's say, our kitchen to our garage or our kitchen for our drive. If you think about it, that's a single use plastic. So I would encourage people to just dump it directly into the bin.
0: Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's uh... one more. One more. Just oh, for okay. me.
1: What about dog poo? You're on a walk. <laughs> wait, how are you picking up your dog's poo?
2: Yes. So I don't have a dog. I have a cat, but I did look into this, um, for one of my blog readers. And so you could pick it up with like newspaper, uh, you know, like have a, th- like a thick, uh, newspaper or some sort of paper if you wanted to. Um, what was the other, oh, let me, but I then have you're to wasting look it
0: paper, up. Yeah. Paper
2: bags. Yeah.
1: Paper bags. But at least
2: it's.
0: <clears throat> Cause it's compostable,
1: right? Wow. So is that the only thing you're not, you can't do zero waste?
2: Um, so with my cat litter, I feel like I found a zero waste solution for cat litter. So I use a compostable cat litter, and then I compost the cat litter. Um, and it's not I'm not planning on using it in my garden or on my yard in any way, um, but I'm ba- basically letting it degrade naturally uh, in like an area at the edge of my property. I basically right. like dug a hole and I put the litter in there. Hmm. And then when it's, you know, it's almost like creating like a little mini landfill, but Uh. it's better because uh, the soil, the microbes, everything, they're going to be able to break it down naturally. Because what happens, you know, when animals go to the bathroom, of course, it just gets absorbed by the earth. So we just have more concentrated amounts because we've chosen to bring our animals indoors Like in the case of cats. And so I just kind of create a, I have a designated area where I compost the cat litter. But a lot of people, um, you know, think that flushing. The cat litter is uh, a good option, and it's not because of the parasites that can sometimes be found in cat poop. Yes, I mean, this is the same reason why they give you irrational women... courage.
1: Did you know that? <laughs> it's true. Sorry, I shouldn't interrupt, but that's a whole other story I read about. <laughs>
0: irrational courage. They do. Sorry, um, continue. Okay, <laughs> sorry. But we shouldn't flush our we shouldn't flush our cat poop.
1: And litter.
2: No, because um, uh, cat poop can contain Toxoplasma gondii. This is the same parasite that, you know, this is why pregnant women aren't supposed to be playing in the cat litter uh, or, or cleaning the cat litter box. Uh, that Pre- parasite yes, definitely. Is I've always been an advocate of
0: pregnant women not playing in the cat litter. <laughs> <laughs> just, just my personal thing. Um, but so, yes.
2: Yes, that can be transmitted to humans. And so what happens if you dump it down the toilet, yes, you're avoiding maybe cat litter and people think, oh, the flushable litter is fine. But the problem is the feces, when it goes to the water treatment plant, the water treatment plants aren't set up to treat for that particular parasite. They're set up to treat for human waste, but not cat waste. And so what happens is that stuff can end up in uh, the water system, or it gets flushed out to the ocean, where it uh, it kills marine
0: mammals. So essentially, those people who are teaching their cats to use the toilet are 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 basically involved in acts of terrorism against the rest of us, right? Well, They're know, poisoning us with to... cat poop parasites. Um, it, <laughs> I, I can, can I add to this?
1: Oh, sorry. When you're done, yeah. No. no,
2: I was just gonna say really quickly. I mean. They would have to check with their municipal water uh, treatment place to see if they can treat for it. But if not, they shouldn't, in good conscience, flush it down the toilet. Wow, that would be what I would um, say about I th- that. Okay, I so I
1: think we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. But I just want to say, I finally read about this microbe in the cat poo, and it is something. It is, and I'm not making this up. It is a it is a microbe that actually takes away your fear of failure. Did you know that's a real thing? Is that a... You know why? (laughs) Because physiologically, cats need their prey to be more courageous and be like, I could stand up to that cat. And their prey eats their cat poop? And then their prey will be around their cat poop or or they'll leave it around and their prey will be like, I could fight this cat. And then the cat will be like, "Uh uh-uh, and it'll eat its prey because of that. Did you know that? Wow. Isn't that crazy? So they're linking it actually to people who are entrepreneurs. If you have a cat, you become more entrepreneurial because you're not afraid of failure. Hey, Julian... Um, uh, yeah, some other people have
0: walked in the studio there. That's not just how Barry finishes his thoughts, <laughs> just for people who are listening. Um, so we, we like to finish with, oh, do you, do you have a, if you have a thought I to add there, gonna... uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, I think maybe I've been infected.
0: I should probably Whoa. get myself tested. No, it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's Whoa. good because you, the you, your fear any, of failure goes away. Does the You're going to start attacking
1: cats now. Does the microbe have
0: <laughs> any ill effects? Like does Or does it just make you brave? Yeah, it could kill you.
1: Whatever. It's just <laughs> You start a business, though. It's great. Okay, you start a business,
0: a brave, brave business before you die. No, it can't kill um, you. It can't ki- So basically, we should all be eating cat poop. Yes. P- poop in the toilet. Throw your cat poop yeah. in the toilet immediately. Okay. Um, we like to finish with two things. Tippy, one. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been That's a really great conversation. Um, it has, but it's it's been a really great conversation. But that it has nothing fun. to do with these two these two moments. Just fun for you. Okay, good to know. Uh, <laughs> um, the first is if you have an organization or a charity or or uh, a- any kind of thing that you feel our listeners would be wise in devoting their time or resources to, the, you know, we this would be a great opportunity to tell us about it. And then, um, we have one more thing after that.
2: Um, right off the top of my head, I wish I would have, uh, thought about that in advance, but I would say, um, the plastic oceans foundation okay. would be a good organization, um, to, to look into and to donate to.
0: Okay. Plastic oceans foundation. Great. Yeah. And
2: so then... it's plastic
0: Plasticoceans.org. Great. So people can yes. look that up and, uh, hopefully, uh, help combat plastic in our oceans. And then, and then, our, then final, our final, final question final thing that we
1: ask all our guests. Why, why should we be hopeful? Tippy, Dramatic pause. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think that humans generally are good. I think that we generally don't want to do harm. Um, and so, I think a lot of times we have mis—we've misplaced our desire to help. And I think that once people become aware of something, I think that there is this natural tendency, this desire to help. And so, I hope that by spreading the message of you know our planet's in crisis, and you know a big part of that is um, our lifestyle and uh, and the amount of trash that we produce, the amount of waste that we produce that people, once they realize that, will have no choice but to feel compelled to make a change. But I do think that people, most people are very good. And so I'm hopeful that we'll all start to make the right decisions.
0: Okay, great. Yeah, that's a great answer. Um, I hope so too. I like. Answer. I like because a lot of people have have uh, expressed a hope that people will be good, or, or uh, that are they're good enough that things will but get you better. Are, you're but saying they are good. It's also that it's tied to information and education, which I think is a really important sort of addendum or like a uh, complimentary piece of, uh, uh, of sort of yeah. insight there. Way because to ruin I do, what she said. Luke. I do think it's that education is such a huge part of what could help turn the tide. You, know, you need that. So you need to put a key in the ignition before True. you can start the, well, I yeah. guess you have buttons now. But
2: So many people aren't doing anything because they're not even aware of the problem. And so you can't blame people who don't know but i think once you know then you have a choice you're faced with the choice right And i think once you become aware then uh you know maybe you can you can judge people but i would say most people don't want yeah most people don't want to. they're not trying to trash the planet they just don't know another way or have never thought to question it or don't realize it's a problem um and i think once people become informed it really changes their perspective
1: great thank you Tippy. well thanks so much for appreciate coming on you coming
0: on we appreciate your time and uh, yeah and your message thanks so much for being here this is great thank I, you I hope you had I hope you had a good time hanging out with us
2: I did you guys were okay. great <laughs> right. thanks so much
0: <laughs> okay bye take care bye
2: it's a good show